Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarra, OTR. Follow us on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. And with me is my co-host, Danny Daniel. How's it going, sir? Going well. It's going It's going real well. I do want to, uh, I got to apologize for Steve. I kind of busted his balls last week. He, he, he had touched on a stat of Atlanta being winless at home. Um, and when I went to double check, they were one and five at home prior to last week. However, that was partially incorrect because they were 0 and five in Atlanta. Uh, their game in London was technically a home game for Atlanta. Um, so while while they were one and five at home, they were they were zero and five winless in Atlanta. That was that was the stat Steve was looking for. Um, so they finally got that that uh, long long Atlanta drought of losses ended last week when they when they beat Detroit. But Detroit did cover, went three and zero my pick. So go Lions. Yeah, uh, no, no problem there. It happens. Um, you are forgiven, uh, and I will not hold a grudge against you. I will hold a grudge against the individual I lost to in the semifinals uh, in one of my fantasy leagues because is is utter bullshit. Uh, she had Lamar Jackson playing as her quarterback. It's a two quarterback league. She had Lamar and Dak. Dak obviously had damn near 40 points. Uh, and then I, on the other end, I had Rogers and Stafford and, you know, Rogers, I knew that was going to be a low scoring Christmas game, but then Matt, Matthew Stafford, who I had in two semifinal matches, uh, completely, completely had a, a terrible game. It was, it was so hard to sit there and and stomach. Uh, did they? I can't remember. Did they play at one o'clock? The Rams. It was the the Rams and Vikings. Yeah, they played at one o'clock. Um, so that rolled right into the Steelers game, which I knew exactly how that game was going to go, and um, it met all of my expectations. So I'm completely dead inside. The Steelers are. Or trash. I think we do win Monday night here. Uh, Big Ben's final, possibly final home primetime game where he's, you know, typically above average. But uh, it was a rough Sunday. What? Any anything else to add uh, before we get into it? It was a brutal Sunday. I have I have absolutely nothing to add. Well, I I I do have something to add. I uh, I will be at the. Uh, game this monday night as long as it doesn't get uh rescheduled due to COVID or anything crazy but uh yeah ben's most likely farewell to heinz field so i'm pretty excited ben is 25 2 and 1 against the browns and i i don't expect i don't expect that to uh i expect 26 2 and 1 by next week but time will tell other than that this team is this team is just absolutely miserable that was that I, I every time you, we get blown out, I, I say, "Oh, this is uh, this is the lowest of lows." But <laughs> but they but they continue to uh, to to do worse. Well, yeah, uh, 
all in all, I'll still take, you know, our franchise over any of the other ones in the AFC North. But with all that said, let's jump into the NFL injury news for week 17. Uh, A lot of news, but really a lot of noise. Not a whole lot of meat and potatoes to it. Uh, I think the biggest story injury-wise of the week is, well, I think it's Cam Akers coming back, but we'll save him for, for last. We'll start with Jimmy G, and he completely tore a grade three sprain of the UCL of his right thumb, so his throwing hand thumb, and that's on the inside of your thumb, kind of where that web space is, right at the bottom of your your thumb. Well, I guess they didn't specify if it was the the middle knuckle or the proximal knuckle, but I'd imagine it's the proximal one. So it's right where right where your thumb joint is, where where it all moves around in every direction. He tore that ligament that connects the two inside bones there and um, got to be super painful to throw that football uh, with that going on. But he says he thinks he's going to play this Sunday. I don't know how well that's going to go. I think, you know, I guess if he practices well though, and they, they decide to roll with him, they might as well grade three sprain means that that there is no ligament attaching those two bones. So I would expect it to sublux maybe a little bit. I'm sure they're going to tape the hell out of it. Uh, so he's going to have limited thumb mobility and he will definitely have arthritis in like 10 years or so. And that's going to suck so bad, but he is super hot and a millionaire. So I guess that would make my arthritic arthritic thumb a little bit better. Anything to say about all that? You, you damn stinky Italians in your hotness, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the owner collateral ligament basically essentially if you uh like steve touched on it's a grade three sprain so a complete rupture it, basically if you took your thumb pointing up and you kind of pulled it to your body that's going to be very very painful and have no stability there at all without that ligament so as steve said it's going to be heavily taped um just to give it some kind of stability but that's really going to affect your grip uh, it'd be interesting to see, especially if they get you know if they're playing somewhere in cold weather in the playoffs or anything along that along those lines. It's really gonna affect on on his his right hand, his throwing hand. Um, obviously for as a quarterback, it's not something you want to deal with. Definitely something to monitor. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Carson Wentz tested positive for COVID. The CDC just changed the the rules again on it uh, so it should be five days if you're asymptomatic from whenever you tested positive or if you oh, i was told at work at least if you were um had any symptoms in those five days then it is a 10 day it's a 10 day quarantine but i'm still a little unclear on that um whatever i think he'll play you know i think they'll probably try to get around that. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. I think Carson Wentz plays football this Sunday. Moving on to Miles Sanders, and we are questioning. Um, I, I don't know. I think there's something wrong with, with Danny's mic or his dog just jumped on him or something. So that's why I was like 
chopping up and stumbling all over my words about Carson Wentz. So I don't know when Danny will be back. I'll keep it rolling with Miles Sanders. I'm, I'm good now. Keep okay. going. Yeah, Miles Sanders, uh, our Penn, our Penn State. Um, uh, I really enjoyed watching him at Penn State um, play with uh, Saquon, and it was a really nice one-two punch. I wish uh, we had uh, at least one full season where Miles Sanders was like the feature back. But uh, regardless, he's had injuries both years he's been in the league. And you kind of have to wonder I, they, if you're kind of in the the athletic training community for the NFL or know a little bit more about them than, than the casual fan, you'd know that the Eagles training staff is kind of garbage um, compared to other staffs in the league. And they temp- typically had more uh, reoccurring injuries, I, I believe, and, and just uh, worse outcomes compared to the rest of the league. So, you know, if, if we look back at Miles Sanders, injury history, hamstring strain in, in camp his rookie year, and then a patella strain later that year, twice in October and December. So a repeat injury within the same season. And then in January last year, uh, MCL sprain, but somewhat common of an injury, pro- probably unrelated to uh, the previous ones. And then then this year, this current season, you know, grade two ankle sprain in October, grade one ankle sprain in November, and then another grade one ankle sprain in December. And then, of course, he broke his hand this past week. But you got to look at those three ankle sprains in a row in three consecutive months. And you would definitely think that he did not rehab um, as best as he could, you know, (laughs) without having, you know, repeat ankle sprains. He kind of, what I'm getting at is the uh, prognosis there is, is worse off with the Eagles than with other teams. I think maybe he wouldn't have had all those injuries on another team. I'm going to stop talking now and let Danny talk about it. Yeah. So I, uh, so if you if you were wondering why I abruptly cut out after talking about Jimmy G, my my dog suddenly burst through my closed door somehow, and uh, sprinted and and you know long jump straight onto my bed, and mic and computer and everything. So I I abruptly muted the mic. That's why I cut out. But we're good now. He's a good boy, just full of energy. Uh, Miles Sanders. It's his. It's actually his third year. Steve, Steve said his second, but it's his second year as the as the feature starter. Um, his rookie year, he was initially the 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 backup to uh, uh, Jordan Howard and kind of worked his way into the starting lineup. So, mm-hmm. so his his second year as the as the main guy, yeah, he's he's consistently banged up. Um, it is kind of a big question mark when you come back and keep injuring, re-injuring the same ankle. You know, it's a definitely a question mark to the Eagles training staff. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, re- recurrent injuries has kind of been their thing. Um, but now, yeah, I mean, other than that, that I, I don't that know. That was incredibly I boring. I, that went way better that, in my head. Yeah. T- talking about that. Um, sorry, people. <laughs> sorry, all seven of you, or probably, uh, four or five other of you. 
listening on 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 New Year's weekend of all all times. Although we, I, I have some friends traveling this weekend, so maybe they'd actually throw on the pod. Um, next, uh, the you know the meat and potatoes of our injury news here, Cam Akers. How the hell is he coming back this year after completely rupturing that Achilles tendon in July, um, a six-month, less than a six-month recovery for an Achilles is is pretty freakish, uh, pretty uncommon. You know, I tried doing a little bit of reading on it. There really isn't much evidence of athletes coming back from that uh before about the eight or nine month mark so he really did shave a solid three months off of um what should have been his his rehab outcome timeline which is very impressive now will it hold up the rams are obviously making the playoffs unlikely i think they get the one seed in the bye week the the packers probably have that sealed up um so he's he might be playing three games in a row here at minimum, I, maybe four. You know, if the Rams win one, uh, we'll see how that goes through four games. Sean McVay said he's not going to give him a high workload. You know, this first game back, but it looks like he is going to play this Sunday. I think it would be um, a, probably a pretty stupid idea to play him even in tournaments because he would be touchdown dependent. You you know, it's going to be a fact that he's, he's going to be have a low target share, low percentage snaps percentage. So I would stay away from cam makers in DFS, although it would seem like a fun, a fun play or a cool story to say like, you know, yeah, I, I cam Akers broke the slate on his first, his first week back uh, from an Achilles rupture. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they want to ease him back into things uh, so they have a deep backfield for the playoffs since they, they did lock up a playoff spot. Anything on, on this, Danny? Yeah, I, I'm not touching him in fantasy for sure, um, especially with how Sony Michelle has looked in recent weeks, um, really carrying the, the bulk of that backfield. But it definitely is. It's kind of like it, it reminds me of the Wes Welker situation when he had the ACL tear and came back in six months and had his most productive season of his career with the Patriots. Um, with the Achilles, it's I mean it's it's while it is a long recovery process, it doesn't it's not quite as extensive as an ACL. I mean, basically, you they just you know stitch everything back together you know you it's just one big strong tendon they they reattach that um and then a, a, as it heals it, it, you're not involving internal structures whatever compared to like an acl where the where you're inside the joint you have to take a graft from another tendon or or you know cadaver or whatever um there's no you know you're not you're not going in in through the through the joint with the achilles as you do with the knee so while it is a is a long recovery, it generally has good outcome. I mean, usually these these especially a young pro athlete like Cam Akers, they usually have full recovery. But this you know July to December is just kind of an astronomical recovery. I can't believe Wes Welker when he did it. You know he he came back preseason had you know had that 
time to get ramped up, you know, for the regular season. This is Cam Akers just returning to practice and then boom, coming to a game. So I, I can't believe it's happening. I don't know why you would want to rush him back, especially like like I said with Sony Michelle. I mean, you traded for Sony Michelle for this reason. He's looking good. You're not hurting for a playoff spot. Maybe they're just going to give him, you know, a couple touches a week and hope he's, you know, able to carve out a role by the time the playoffs come around. I don't know. Um, I'm not touching him in fantasy. I hope it works out for him. It's it's truly a, a medical anomaly that he's that he's back in five months. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's been talked about enough this week in the in the football news world. Um, maybe it will be this Sunday, and I guess next week after people see him play, you know, people will be like, "Oh, holy shit!" But we're saying, you know, this oh, uh, this week <laughs> for you all. Um, so let's move on to heating. Oh no, uh, a little sidestep to NBA news. Uh, unfortunately for the Cavs, Ricky Rubio tore his ACL you know, out for the season there, unless he makes some sort of miraculous return, but I don't think he will. He's, he's a bit older and uh, that really sucks for the Cavs because they were doing pretty good this year without LeBron. And, you know, of course it's the Cavs luck to lose um, two, two point guards with um, Sexton there and, and then Rubio and hope, hopefully that rookie can, um, develop but that's one less leader on the court too in ricky rubio so tough break for the Cavs there yeah just a just such a cleveland a cleveland story <laughs> <laughs> there's all that you have no like expectations they look great rubio is playing some of the best ball of his career and now you you know sexton and rubio both out with acls we'll see if they, the Cavs can keep it rolling who knows I do like kind of being a um, secondary Hornets fan because one, they have sweet colors, and two, um, they kind of seem to be trending up, you know, recently. But regardless, let's get into heating pad or ice pack back to football, uh, the most important sport in the world. And, you know, I drove past um, a couple buildings today. And everyone's flag was still at full mass, even though John Madden died. And, you know, I don't care for something like that. I think you should show some respect for a guy that, you know, kind of revolutionized and elevated the National Football League and the game of football, you know, as a whole. I think we we see football a little bit differently, our generation, because of him. And I remember even at a young age hearing his voice on a on a broadcast and thinking, you know, he sounded pretty cool and entertaining. And then, of course, the video game. But and I won't get into that goddamn video game. Uh, you know, I did break down and buy it at, you know, half price, more than half half off. It's actually not too bad this year. The gameplay is still um there's still a lot of horse shit in that gameplay that's just slop. It's sloppy mechanics and, and outcomes, but um, at least there's a lot of game modes that kind of make it worth worth your while. Not $70, but, you know, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy whooped my ass. We played, we played online the other day, and he, he whooped my ass, but 
It really was. It, it was some bullshit. There was some bullshit going on in that game, too. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, rest in peace, John Madden. I'll definitely be watching that documentary when it comes out on streaming next week. Yeah, well, we don't... Go ahead. I was... I was going to make a cruel joke. Was, he, they say he died unexpectedly. I'm assuming the cause of death was he, he played the Madden video game for the first time in a decade. <laughs> and just his heart gave out. It was so terrible. I, uh, but kind of how Steve touched on, um, you know, he was the, the voice of our childhood. I spend, I spend $60 on that game to every single year to, uh, to never put it in my Xbox past past August, so wasted wasted sixty bucks on it this year, and and uh, I I think I played it for maybe one day, but uh, <laughs> well yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll see if I can if I can avenge Steve's loss to Jimmy, but uh, well you might as well wait for next year because guaranteed Madden's on the cover. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Well yeah, but uh, yeah. Maybe you'll have a PS5 by then. It was a, it was a sad day. Uh, shed a few tears. Rest in peace to the to the icon, John Madden. Yeah. So let's get back to it. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Browns running back. Monday's kind of far away from from today. Not too much news on him. He's he is off the COVID list, but. Um, kind of nursing that ankle sprain still my my take on it is they have two capable running backs in chubb and um johnson and they even were giving felton some touches there on christmas day so they are deep at running back i don't think you have to rush hunt back or if he does come back i don't think you have to return him to that role that he had because the other two I think are still productive enough so I would ice pack hunt this week if if you really don't have anybody else to play and he is activated maybe maybe he's worth you know five six points but I I don't see him getting more than that for you in fantasy this week yeah I concur um normally I would be uh just coming off of COVID I wouldn't be concerned about him but but him not returning to practice yet today as of Wednesday just doesn't doesn't bode well with me so I'm not sure if he if he re-aggravated that ankle injury or what but uh I'm a, I'm a ice pack here and sticking with running back um the the uh on DeAndre Swift <laughs> he is um Coming back against my advice, uh, the the Lions clearly do not listen to this podcast and how they should keep that shoulder rested for next season. There's absolutely, there is not one reason I can come up with in my brain as to why he should be playing after having a subluxed shoulder. Um, and I think a, a torn labrum, maybe he tore that labrum, partially tore it. Uh, either way, with with that subluxation of a shoulder, you really want all of those stretched out. That capsule that is around the ball and socket of your shoulder. There's a capsule of um, what would you say, Dan? Like synovial, um, not synovial fluid, but like ligament, a ligament sheath 
Sounds good to me. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was typing, so I wasn't even listening to you, but whatever, oh, whatever uh, you what, said, I, whatever, I what, you. what the labrum's made of, uh, or the, or oh. actually the GH capsule, the, the glenohumeral capsule. Um, yeah, I, I, just a, just a big, uh, it's a shit. It's a thin sheet of of muscular tissue that obviously got stretched out when his ball came out of his socket, and there's no reason why he should be playing these last two games for the Detroit Lions. But I guess that's why the Detroit Lions are the Detroit Lions, and they'll they'll just run your ass into the dirt uh, for absolutely no reason on a a two win team in going into January here. Uh, ice pack. I, I would ice pack him. Um, but you know, he might be a, he might be a dart throw for tournaments. I would say if he, if he keeps ramping up through the week and he's getting full practices in, you know, that probably means that, that he is in team reps getting, you know, trying to get back to a, a strong case, uh, workload, keep saying caseload. Um, so, so with that, he might be productive on Sunday, but I still don't like that move. Uh, you, you got a take on it? Whether, whether I like the move or not, if he's, if he's playing, I'm a heating pad. He was producing. He's having a good season prior to. Um, they're playing the Seahawks, who their run defense is awful. So, you know, if he's, if he's start, I mean, it's not like he's playing on a bad knee, like it's a shoulder, brace it up and hope he doesn't get hit or you know land on that shoulder with with force on it or whatever but but i mean as far as his running and his his lower extremity burst and explosiveness i mean that's not going to be hampered so i'm I, I expect him to to produce if they if they expect him to play and be the be the guy i guess uh lamar we i just tweeted out retweeted a video of him at practice today well i don't know why their field is completely brown that's that's weird to me because it looked like turf you know but it's brown turf with white um the white line still so i don't know maybe that is just dead grass it's a very weird practice field to start out uh that's that sounds about right though for the ravens that they have a weird brown practice field and then uh, lamar kind of walks back in a mimicking a a drop back and throws the ball and then he is clearly limping not able to push off of that sprained ankle which which totally adds up to you know not being able to plantar flex your weight with an ankle sprain that means those ligaments are still too weak to support his full weight on his toes uh so take that for what it's worth for your running quarterback who who cannot play in in the NFL if he has to stay in the pocket for the whole game. So I know it's only Wednesday, but uh, they might shoot him up, shoot his ankle up Sunday because they are in must win territory now for the playoffs. I don't, I don't see him coming back and playing maybe next week against the Steelers, but if he plays this week, I don't see how he's, his ankle's going to be cool enough to play you know, seven days later, what do you think about Lamar? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what to make of it. Obviously, it was uh, somewhat of a significant injury for him to miss the time that he missed. 
based off of that, you know, 10 second video, I mean, obviously it's a significant limp. It could just be Lamar coming around and exaggerating, right? So, you know, it's tough to tough to make a conclusion just off of a, a one rep at practice. Um, obviously, your daily if you're doing daily fantasy, I wouldn't play him, especially as expensive as Lamar is. Um, you know, if you're somehow in your fantasy football championship and and you have Lamar Jackson, it just depends on who your who's your other quarterback. If it's somebody decent, then keep Lamar on the bench. If you're if you're choosing between Lamar and uh, you know Taylor Heineke or some someone you just picked up. I feel bad. That's a, I, sh- I shouldn't have insulted Taylor Heineke like that. He's having a decent season, but if you, if you, uh, you know, if you don't have a qual another quality quarterback on your roster, and you're in the fantasy playoffs, pick up Ben. <laughs> don't don't pick up Ben. <laughs> but his Heinz his Heinz Field farewell farewell game. He's may, gonna be maybe, swinging that shit. Maybe he'll be swinging it. Yeah. It, who yeah uh, who who knows if you just play any quarterback you made it to the if you won if you won in the playoffs without Lamar and you're starting scrubs at quarterback f- fuck it if it ain't broke don't fix it you're in the championship right well and for DFS purposes I don't think he's worth a dart throw um I would just completely stay away from him I'm I'm being made aware by producer Jimmy that it is dormant Bermuda grass cut low, which changes color in December. So um, cool, the Ravens, cool grass there. It looks ugly as fuck, just like the rest of your team. Moving on, let's go straight into our segments. Soccer draw of the week. I couldn't even tell you who I picked last week. It was probably a loser. Let's move on to this week. It's going to be a winner. It is Chelsea versus Liverpool. Two pretty good teams, top of the table. Uh, They're going to be playing a little bit conservative. I have no clue who's playing, who's not playing. I I assume both teams are pretty healthy. They both do have scoring power with Pulisic. I can't say his name. And Salah. Uh, but I think it's a it's a one one draw. Polisic is what is the Polisic. is the Americanized pronunciation of it. <laughs> but I I think uh, his Croatian ancestors would have been a Polisic. So you were you were kind of halfway there. That was yeah. I butchered. It definitely he had he has said that it's it's a it's an it, that it's supposed to be a, an itch like like any you know Croatian name. But when uh, I think his his grandfather is the one that came over, they they kind of Americanized it, so he just goes by Pulisic. But quality quality pick there. I'm uh I'm steering away from uh, uh the English Premier League. I've had no, I've had no luck there. I'm I'm going to uh, La Liga this week. I do want to touch on. Let me let me give you a little background here. Um. So right now, sitting fourth in the uh, in the La Liga table. Oh God! <laughs> what, what are you laughing? You're at? about to go through the La Liga standings. Well, well let me let me show you. I, I'm just saying this is an impressive. So so everybody knows Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. You know, two uh, two huge clubs based in Madrid, Spain. 
Um, nobody really has ever heard of Rayo Vallecano. Um, it is they they've in their ninety shit. Where'd it go? Ninety seven year yeah ninety seven year history. They've only spent one shit. They've spent nineteen seasons in La Liga. So only nineteen out of the ninety seven have been at the top level. For you who don't understand how <laughs> how how soccer works. Just skip most this. M- most sports outside of outside of the U.S. They have a they have a system of promotion and relegation. So the the bottom few teams get get essentially promoted to the minor league, and the top, you know, basically like it'd be like a it'd be like a minor league baseball team wins the minor league, so they get promoted to MLB next year. And then the 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 shitty the Pittsburgh Pirates would be would be like <laughs> in the in the lowest division of the minor leagues by now. So this is a team that's only been in the major leagues of of Spanish soccer for about a fourth of their existence. They were promoted to La Liga this this year is their first season back in, and they are currently sitting fourth in the table, which is which is pretty wildly impressive, all things considered. So we have a uh, we have the matchup of Madrid, but not not including Real Madrid. We're we're going Atletico Madrid and. Uh, Rayo Vallecano, and uh, it's a one-one draw. Why not? Why not? They're sitting at fourth and fifth in the table right now. Why not? And I think that what segment does that bring us to? Brings us to the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Another another tough week. Tough tough week. It was a tough decision. Um. But I really, you know, I gotta go. I gotta go to back to my roots and and give it to uh, Carl Nassib this week. Um, the Raiders, another big win, got them back above five hundred. Um, you know, sitting in sitting in playoff contention. So why not? I gotta get it. Gotta give it to Carl Nassib. I agree. And this week, oh, I just had it. Where to go? The a tight end guru is here. Um, I think I've been I've been in the Evan Ingram well too much as of late. Uh, you know my senses are tingling to hop off of that train. Um, I think I've been given pretty good tight end picks here throughout the year, and we're going to keep it rolling with a a cheaper uh, Gerald Everett for the Seahawks. He's averaging eight and a half points a game. You know, five targets um, last week for 68 yards and a touchdown. I think, you know, they they stick with that. The Seahawks really don't have much going for them. I think the tight end's kind of an easier thing for Russell to throw to at the moment as well. So $4,100, I think he he can get, get you his eight points there this week. And then Dallas Goddard's always great uh, this year consistent and they're playing the the stinky butt washington football team uh so you know i like goddard i like those two guys for tight end guru picks and Derek darren waller might come back this week but who knows if he comes back i think he's a viable play too for tournaments because people aren't going to be on him because of the injury and uh raiders have been quiet lately so there you have it and now that brings us to the main event, our greasy gambling picks. Let me let me interject here real quick. Oh, okay. one, one one thing that we didn't touch on for some reason, I don't know why, 
Um, Chiefs running back situation is going to be something something good to monitor for your for your championship mm. weekend. Edwards Elaire avoided a collarbone fracture, but he's going to be out for this week. Um, Daryl Williams expected to start. It's kind of been a their backfield's been tough to predict this year, but uh, might be Daryl Williams might be worth a pickup if you need a you need a flex play or something. And, that, like and now, yeah, gambling. Uh, I I've liked him a few times this year at um, on DraftKings, and it's usually panned out pretty well for his price point. But yeah, that was uh, Mister Three and O over here, Danny. Um, yes, sir. I think what we'll do is we've got you know two weeks left of the regular season, and I guess we'll decide right now. Do we want our um, total records to only count for that, or do we want to go through the Super Bowl? And I guess Super Bowl we could do three prop, we, three prop we should, picks. Ooh, that's a good one. We should probably. I mean, we we really can't do three picks a week because eventually we're going to get to not even having three games. So what do you want to do? Just just do like a lock of the week through the playoffs or something? Well, do, I think bet some stupid props for the Super Bowl. Yeah, why don't well why don't we do um this this last two weeks is just regular season of of the NFL season, and by then uh, all the bowl games will have been played as well. So uh. We'll come up with something different for the playoffs. So with that said, I'm 24 and 24 through uh, 16 weeks, 5 and 11 in my locks. Uh, Danny, Mr. 3 and 0 this past week brings him to 21 and 26, that's, 9 that's and 7. That we've, that's only 47 games. So I'm either 22 and 26 or 21 and 27. We've, we missed a game somehow. Mm. I'll, I'll try to add that up real quick. Talk talk about I am nine and seven in the locks though. Talk about Jimmy and then I'll. Uh, Jimmy's twenty four and twenty four as well, and eight and eight in his locks. He's just dead center fifty percent. Um, ah, uh, yeah, he's twenty. Danny is twenty one and twenty seven. So I I'll go first this week with the picks. Uh, two college football picks here to start out. Uh, it is the, the big bowl, the big bowl week, the big um, six New Year's weekend here. So two two college picks. I got Michigan State minus two and a half against the Pitt Panthers. The Pitt's quarterback Kenny Pickett declared for the draft. He's sitting out. Um, another Pitt Panther is sitting out as well, and I believe a linebacker is out for Michigan State. So uh, barring any any crazy COVID stuff in the next two weeks, I think Michigan State's a, a better talented team where now Pitt has lost their identity, uh, not being able to have their quarterback. But they don't have any tape on this guy that's going to play quarterback for Pitt. So who knows? Um, I, I just – I think the smart pick's Michigan State. Also, I believe – this game is tomorrow, which doesn't help out for the podcast, but um, Oregon and Oklahoma over 64, that just is a game that seems like it should be a shootout, and it's going to be very disappointing if there's less than 64 points in it. So I'm going with that. 
And then my lock of the week is, of course, I got a ride with Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers at home on Monday Night Football where it's just science. They they have, like, superpowers in this spot. So those are my picks. And why, why don't we head, head over to Jimmy if he can even speak, and, and then we'll finish with Mr. 3-0 Danny. Yeah, I can talk. Barely, but I can talk. Uh, I'm going to roll with the underdogs again this week. Uh, had some good luck over the last four or five weeks with them. Probably going to go in three. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit plus seven. Uh, I couldn't tell you who they played. Uh, Arizona plus five and a half. And then Houston plus 12 and a half. <laughs> Um, I do like that Lions pick. They are playing the Seahawks. Um, Could be a close game. I think the Seahawks play in close games no matter who their competition is. And obviously this year they they are reeling. They are not good at all. So why not the Detroit Lions? And they're playing DeAndre Swift. So that's something else the Seahawks would have to worry about. Yeah, I do. I do love that Lions pick. I I don't know. I didn't notice that game or else I probably would have picked. I don't know how the Seahawks are so bad. Uh, but I, uh, so I just did some quick math. It looks like I'm, <laughs> Steve, Jimmy said, stop mushing, mushing my shit. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm up two uni- units on my NFL picks this year, which means I'm down eight units on my, on my college picks, which is, uh, really bad. But, uh, Make some more college picks. Why not? I got some crazy picks for you this week. Uh, I went through. I went to three different level levels of football. So, a wild one here. We've got uh, so five and seven Rutgers. Only reason they're in a bowl game is because uh, Texas A and M had to had to back out of the uh, what bowl was that? Gator Bowl? Is that the Gator Bowl? I believe it is the Gator Maybe. Bowl. Uh, it is the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Um, <laughs> don't ever count out Greg Schiano. Fifteen points is a lot, especially for an ACC team over a Big Ten team. I don't think Rutgers is gonna win, but Greg Schiano always has a few tricks up his sleeve. I think they uh think they cover fifteen against Wake Forest, whose whose defense is just awful. Um, then we're gonna go. First time this has been done all year on the podcast, to my knowledge. We're going to go to the FCS FCS championship game. I got another underdog, Montana State. Been blowing some some good teams out in the playoffs. Again, I don't think they're going to win, but I like this national championship game to be close. Montana State covers plus eight against the the North Dakota State dynasty. Honestly, what what the what the Bison are doing is is truly remarkable. Um I think they get another national championship, but I like this game to be really close. And then naturally, my lock of the week, I'm going to the game, Monday night football, prime time, Heinz Field, Ben Roethlisberger, farewell tour. He's 25-2-1 against the Browns. They they beat him twice in 28 tries. We'll make it 29. 26-2-1, Ben Roethlisberger. How the hell is Pittsburgh an underdog? Lock it in. Put put any amount of money on it. Pittsburgh's not losing this game in prime time. <laughs> 
in prime time in Heinz Field, there's there's just no shot. Any amount of money. I mean, you're willing to put put the down payment on a house on it? I could. I, I, I could do that. A thousand percent. I mean, you can you can buy. You want to buy two houses? <laughs> you know, I would just buy one bigger house. Valid. Or or get some sick, make a sick add-on or something, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Might do it. I think I'd have to go. I don't know the logistics of how I could actually go do that, though. I like. I don't think my bank would just let me withdraw all of that without some questions. <laughs> And I'll say, would, what are you talking would, about, Bank? I would, I would and Roethlisberger. <laughs> He's twenty five, two, and one. What do you want me to do? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to quite put that much on it, but I'm probably going to make a a hefty New Year's Eve drunk bet at some point. I seem to always do that on a bowl game, and sometimes it actually works out. Like when I was in Atlantic City and bet the under in the, ah, uh, damn, I can't remember what New Year's Eve bowl it was. It was Texas and somebody else, and I, and we all said, uh, this is, game's going to suck ass. And sure enough, it, it was a winner, winner, chicken dinner. It was a good a good way to... Uh, start the New Year's Eve night. So I'm going to do that again. And now that I've talked about it this much, uh, there's no way I'm going to win anything. But I hope you all have a a blessed New Year and a blessed 2022. Um, the, the NFL playoffs should be great this year. It should be a great January of football. And I need to start losing some damn weight again. My belly's starting to pooch out. So... You need we need you need to you need you need to try out for uh for Penn State for this for this bowl game the Outback Bowl they need some they need some bulk on that defense open enrollment all these all these fifth round picks opting out <laughs> yeah I don't understand that like they could they definitely could use an extra game I'm, tape I mean I'm not I'm definitely not too too mad about it and these are uh when you when you go eleven and ten across two years you know you. You don't right. really have much to brag about to be opting out, but uh, so let the let the young kids that want to come in and actually win some games get some get some exposure. I still I still like Penn State in this game. We'll we'll see we'll see what goes down. Some young I'm pretty kids. much counting down the days until I get a notification on my phone that this five star quarterback decided to leave. No, yeah, he he looks like, it, I mean, based off of his uh, social media presence. He looks uh, heavily, uh, heavily committed. Pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to see how James Franklin ruins his career. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> this kid's got, I mean, obviously high school is completely different, but I mean, some of the throws, I, I mean, you just, I mean, you just, when you have an arm like that, I mean, you, you can't teach it. He's got, yeah. I mean, he's got a little bit of mobility. I mean, this is. Hopefully he becomes what Hackenberg was also supposed to be, as long as James Franklin doesn't ruin ruin Drew Aller as well. But uh, he definitely ruined ruined Christian Hackenberg and his rosy cheeks. <laughs> and then the Jets the Jets put the final nail in the coffin. I I do I do 
That's one of my biggest wonders in life is if Bill O'Brien never leaves and Christian Hackenberg stays in that pro-style system, what would his development look like? If if James Franklin never tried to turn him into, you know, fucking Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a big, a big, slow white dude with a with a laser arm, but he doesn't run much. So what do we do? Let's let's run some bootlegs and and read options and friggin' <laughs> yeah, just ah. Yeah, good old, good old James Franklin. They should have McSorley should have started from the jump if if you if you wanted to run that offense. But I'm 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 over questioning things that James Franklin does at this point. It just you just got to roll with it. You have too much hair to be trying to think Bro, like it. Oh my goodness! So as as we are, this is craziest thing. As we are recording this, Iowa State, Clemson are playing in the in the Cheez It Bowl to. Two top ten preseason teams playing in the Cheez It Bowl oh. is the is the uh, the epitome of of their college football seasons. But Iowa State driving to freaking tie the game fourth and two. Brock Purdy scrambles, gets the first down by like five yards, gets hit and fumbles. The ball the ball rolls like a foot behind the first down line, and they recover it. But it's behind. But they didn't get the first down now. So that's how that's how Iowa State just lost. What a wild, what a wild game. That sounds like an Iowa State way that's, to lose. That's, yeah, that's the most cheese it bull scenario I've ever heard. <laughs> ah, cheese it! Damn, that's well, really that's really how Brock Purdy's career ends with a fumble. That's kind of that kind of sucks, but um, maybe he'll play in the XFL. Uh, he'll get drafted somewhere. So I think. I think that about wraps it up uh, with all that. So I hope you all have a happy, happy new year. Drink and smoke to your heart's content. Uh, cigar, I mean. It and... <laughs> just dump Cheez-Its on, on Dabo. <laughs> this Cheez-It bowl is getting fucking crazy. I'm, I'm liking this. Well, that's what I said. I live around all the least Clemson fans, so at work, you know, everyone is like, oh, Clemson plays tonight. Can't wait to watch Clemson. And I'm like, oh, yeah, can't wait for them to get a big fucking bowl of Cheez-Its at the end of the night. <laughs> uh, congratulations. But then, you know, I can't really talk either because we're all we're going to get is a fucking blooming onion. For We're, we're not even going to get that because we're going to lose to Arkansas. So... No blooming onion for us. Well, then that means we get the shrimp. Then I mean, you, it's, the Outback Bowl's win-win, bro. You get something regardless. Um, I I am sad that the year I was an athletic trainer with Akron, we started out the year like four and one or something, and only loss was to Penn State, and then um, we like lost every game in the MAC and didn't make a bowl game and. I was pretty bummed about that, but such is life. And I think now we're going to end the show for sure. This time we are going to end the show. All right, everyone stay healthy, America. Peace, 2021.